as a community, we're stronger. When we're authentic, we serve ourselves and others best. Now is the time to live out your legacy. This show is to help you be empowered to be all you want to be in life. It's never too late to begin living the life you love. This is the Can Be Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Castle. With me today, I have one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Renee Rodriguez. I met Renee through a mutual friend, Dave Savage, several years ago. And I signed up to attend one of his Amplify events, not knowing a whole lot other than the transformation that I had seen in others that had been through the event. Then COVID hit. And once COVID hit, events were canceled. So I had paid for an event that I was extremely excited about, really looking forward to attending and knew that it was what I needed in order to bring energy back into my business and my life because I was getting pretty close to burnout. So once the event got canceled, I was extremely disappointed because I really thought that this was the one thing that I needed to keep moving forward. And to be excited about my life and my career. Or I was hoping it was that one thing. And so I picked up the phone. Actually caught Renee on um, a day that he was actually available. We started a, a conversation that turned into me hiring him as a coach for a couple of months. His events were canceled. My life was shifting and changing because COVID had hit and the industry was um, in a tailspin and not sure what we were going to do about the housing market and, and how that was going to affect the mortgage market. So I hired him as a coach and started on this journey of self-discovery, of being courageously curious about why I think and do the things that I do and the way that I do them, which has then led me to a place where I... And, and much more balance, balance is even an overrated word, um, much more integrated with my personal life and my business life, just really living a life I love. And what that meant for me was just recreation of it all, which then led to the Castle on the Coast event that I created through this journey with Renee Rodriguez. So he, he just holds a special place in my heart for many different reasons. And I cannot wait for you to meet him um, for just a casual conversation. Um, I promise there'll be a little bit of neuroscience in there. Uh, promise there'll be a little bit of, of life and how to live that, that fulfilling life with purpose based on values that are individual to you. So please listen in for a conversation with Renee Rodriguez, the one and only. I just wrote a book called Amplify Your Influence, which I highly recommend. He's got a couple of events. You'll just have to check him out on his website because he's just an incredible man that is um, just being with him as life-changing. Welcome, Renee Rodriguez. Anybody at any walks of life, they're just people. 
and we put people on pedestals and we forget they're just people. I mean, you are just following a dream and you're passionate about something and you're very clear about what that passion is. And you have, you've decided how you'd like to serve people and how you can deliver that message where they actually can take action. And it's worked out really well for you and you're having a lot of fun doing it, but you're just a person. You're, you're a person. Only took 27 years to get here. Right. Well, and I think that that's, what's really cool about your story too, is, is just reminding people that someone like myself who is just now gaining that clarity and, and just now beginning that journey is to understand, I can't compare myself to you. You've been refining your message for 27 years. Yeah. Well, I mean, so have you though. That's the thing. I think we, we all have been refining the message for that long. That's the best part is that we just forget that we think we have to create a new message. We've all been refining the message and, and part of, you know, not part of Amplify is about reminding people that what their message is versus trying to think it has to be something new. Their message is there. It has been refined. We have to go back. If you've lived 20 years, you've got, you know, for as long as you've been able to speak and live, you've got 20 years of message. You've got 20 years of story. You've got all sorts of stuff. And sometimes the, you know, the first few years might have to come from conversations with your parents to remind you of that story. But then you might have history of what your grandparents' story, your, your parents' story. That's part of your story. But it's already ex it already exists. And so we don't have to create it. You have to uncover it. And you have to go back and remember it, relive it, replay it. And so many people, especially when they've been through adversity, they the the especially high functioning people that have have, have grit and have and have persevered one of the traits is that they have very very short memory around adversity and so they don't mm -hmm. sit there and relive the memory over and over again they go past it and so and then we do you think that has to do with the cortisol or the oxytocin then or whatever that is put you know whenever you're going through adversity the the patterns and the in the chemistry and all in the brain is i mean from a, a defense mechanism we forget right well part of it i mean so memory, so the purpose of memory is to serve, um, to remind us to, to, so we gain everything we can out of a memory to, to better service in the future. And so that's the purpose of memory. And so people don't, people don't really understand memory. And, and the, the, what they also don't understand is that your memory isn't of an event. We don't remember events. We remember mm -hmm. the last time we remembered an event. Think about what that means. So if I, if I, something happened three years ago and I recalled it a year afterwards and I'm, let's say I recalled it a week afterwards and I'm 1% off and then I talk about it again and I'm, you know, 10 weeks afterwards and I'm 5% off. And then, you know, it's every time I'm, rec I'm recalling that event, I'm 1% off and I recall it 10 times, I'm already 10% off of the event. And over years, how far off am I on that event? So mm -hmm. memory is, is fascinating. And so we create memories based on how we decide to remember it and what parts of it we choose to remember. And so there's, there's all sorts of things that, that happen there. But I think that the, the, the trait, if you will, is the short-term memory around adversity. So somebody who, who is able to persevere through things, they don't sit and dwell on it mm -hmm. and they move past it. But then the challenge comes when they have to go back and relive the memory to be able to relate through storytelling you know, putting their frames together and, you know, being able to relate with an audience, they don't have the recall. And so they, they're trying to go back and remember this event and they just can't. And so then they have to go through the process of doing that. And that's, 
never easy for them. Which is what you do so beautifully and amplify and gently. You know, I remember whenever I signed up for Amplify, I knew you and I knew what to expect, but I still feared the process. But what I learned after being there for just a couple of hours is that you are so gentle with those memories and you really respect the emotions that are tied to those memories they're really important for us to unpack and maybe even rename, relive, relabel to find the experience or the lesson in it. Mm. It wasn't painful. And I think that that's a lot for a lot of people that I have referred and have been through Amplify. I always, that's the one thing it's like, yes, it's going to be tough, but I promise Renee is so gentle at helping you uncover what it is that truly makes you who you are, which means that you might have to go revisit the things that make you who you are. But it's not going to be in a judgmental way. It's going to be in a safe place. I mean, you do a beautiful job of creating that safety. And then the, you know, just helping us go through and finding the beauty in what we thought was terrible. Mm memory. I mean, we you really help reframe those memories to be something that we're grateful for instead of something we feared. And then using yeah. that as a superpower. It's pretty magical how you do that. You know, I appreciate that. And the the logic behind that is there's no value in causing stress in the recall of memory. Mm-hmm. You know, so why would I be judged? Judgment, judgment is a massively stressful moment. It, that causes cortisol, and cortisol would impair memory, and it's not safe. You're trying to create psychological safety in that wait, process. Wait, wait, pull, pull that back out again. Cortisol impairs memory. Yeah, the, the recall of memory, because it mm-hmm. brings you to the current. Mm-hmm. And so it's like- I just know, wanted to point that out for, for people listening. I mean, to, to understand that is really important. Well, and it, and it also, it, it's, it's not even that it impairs memory. It, it's a cortisol just doesn't make it safe to go back and revisit, right? So cortisol you know, puts you in a different part of the brain because you're trying to create uh, psychological safety. You're trying to make people feel safe enough to revisit something that might be vulnerable. And for me to be vulnerable, I have to feel safe psychologically. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being ultra judgmental, humiliating, if I feel like I'm going to be ridiculed, uh, critiqued over, I mean, critique is one thing, but if we're going through that process, then we're not, you're just, you're just not going to. And so you have to feel okay and secure in the fact that this is part of a process. And so even though Amplify is stressful, you can still find safety within the stress. Mm-hmm. It's like driving your car. Like I was talking to somebody about, you know, taking risks, and you know, and they're a race car driver, and they're, you know, it's like being an entrepreneur. They say it's a risk taker. Well, I heard a better definition of entrepreneurship. They're risk eliminators. And what does that mean? Well, driving around a, a race car with no harness, no rebar, no fire retardant suit is risk taking. Mm-hmm. But a good race car driver goes through every process to risk eliminate. They wear the protective suits, the harness, back protecting seatbelts, the mm-hmm. rebar in there to make sure nothing's there, the fire retardant suits and the everything to make sure that they eliminate all the risks involved in doing something like that. 
And the same is true in entrepreneurship. And the same should be true in the exploration of, of these stories. But I, mm-hmm. but the thing is, you know, it's in, interesting with Amplify is that people get caught up in the process mm-hmm. when they talk about what it is versus the outcome. Mm-hmm. Like who cares about the process, right? Mm-hmm. The outcome is I'm able to stand in front of a room and authentically share a story that stands out from all my competitors. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of why you go there. You don't go there to explore your story. Who cares about your story? Mm-hmm. If in business, who cares? I don't care about your story. Mm-hmm. Unless the story is a delivery vehicle for a message that changes my business, my life, mm-hmm. uh, decreases my costs, saves me money, mm-hmm. increases my efficiencies. Those are the things we care about in business. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be able to c- connect both of those pieces. And, you know, Now, the value to me exploring my story personally is that I feel more connected at work. Mm-hmm. I feel more purpose in the things that I do. Mm-hmm. I find happiness. And, you know, what's interesting, and I want to share this with you is in terms of why you do Castle on the Coast. And this is something I wanted to share with you on that I think is so valuable for you. Let's talk about dopamine because yeah, the, okay. the, the, so dopamine is the reward brain, reward neuromodulator, neurotransmitter. And it's very misunderstood. So it's, since it's reward, we think we get it when we achieve something. Mm-hmm. Right, we achieved it. Therefore, I get the reward is dopamine. It's not how it works. Mm-hmm. It's a reward, but what does it reward? So, if we think about, it, you look at dopamine secretion in the pursuit of a goal. As you're pursuing a goal, dopamine goes up. It's on the rise. Mm-hmm. The moment you achieve a goal, dopamine falls off. Right, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. So. Let's tie that down. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means that, and this is the part that has haunted me, and this is also the value proposition for Castle on the Coast, by the way. <laughs> Those that are most capable of earning the beach home, the lake house, the fancy cars, making millions. Those that are most capable of that level of success are the ones that are least capable of enjoying that success. Mm. because once they get to the beach house that they've earned so well, mm-hmm. first thing they do when they get there is they open their laptops and they start searching for the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the reward is in the search. Mm-hmm. It's not in the achievement. Mm-hmm. And that, so anybody with a healthy dopamine system that achieves success, it's in the achievement. Now, what's interesting is that if I didn't go out there and achieve it and I'm enjoying someone else's home, I'm getting dopamine from uh, enjoying someone else's home. This is mm-hmm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm not, there's no reward in the search for it. And so there's, it's a backwards reward system there. It is. Um, and you know, that, that just explains why there's always that pursuit. Now what? What's next? Yes. Never enough. Well, what you're doing is helping people enjoy what they have. Right. That's because. the beauty of stand, stand between your toes. Let's mm-hmm. be present. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of, you know, and that's why people that are uber successful are trying to find things that are about being present and enjoying the things that I have. Mm-hmm. They very rarely need more pursuit of the achievement of things because they have that healthy system already. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was visiting with a mutual friend of my, of of ours last night, Kim Dimma, 
And, you know, yeah. with this, this, the shifts and the changes that we're experiencing in the mortgage business right now, it's more important than ever that we go back to our core values and really, okay, how do I do business that brings me the most amount of joy? Who do I do business with that brings me the most amount of joy and do more of that? Because chasing numbers and dreams and goals it's just 2D. Right. But well, whenever, you you're, whenever you're making a living in relationships and through connections with people that you enjoy being with, it's just a simpler way of living, regardless of what the numbers look like. Well, so if it's true, and I had this, somebody asked me yesterday, I, did, I think I did six podcasts and uh, virtual events yesterday. And somebody asked me, what's one advice? And I said, enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. I said, why? I said, because you're only alive on the journey. If it's true that there is no end destination, meaning the dopamine wears off, so that there's no end. Oh, once mm -hmm. I get here then. No, there's no once I get here, because once I get here, you'll be pursuing something else. So you're really only alive in the journey. And the once you get somewhere, it's a fleeting moment. Things that, you know, excuse my language, but eating shit. Yeah. You know, staying in horrible hotels and not having the money, not being able to pay the bills, struggling with, with difficult things, but it was doing what I knew I needed to be doing. Mm -hmm. This was what I was here for. And, you know, people saying, well, Renee, why aren't you doing this? You could be making so much more going here. I'm like, I, my heart's not there. Mm -mm. And now after that period of time, you say, okay, my heart is here and I love the work. And people are like, you know, I, I think I did 19, I forgot I just did the post 19 events in the last eight days or something like that. And Maddie's like, are you tired? I'm like, no. <laughs> Not no, at all. Like, no. Charged up. Yeah. 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 I just, you know, what I'm doing it from my desk, you know, sitting here. And of course, I got travel coming up. We'd amplify starting tonight. This is my third event today here, second podcast. Mm -hmm. And talking about what I love. Mm -hmm. what, what What is hard about that? It Exactly. Yes. And it does, um, it just, it, it's just, it, it's fascinating when you when you just do that pause and reflect and you and you really look back at, like you're experiencing right now and you know whenever someone hits that burnout or they hit that point where it's like this isn't fun anymore you can typically just look look back and see why is it not fun anymore and typically it's just a little, it's just a little tweak or a little change that you allow to happen that no longer serves you. Yeah. But it's um God, that that pursuit of happiness. So I don't even think I don't even it, think happiness is the goal anymore. No, it's not. The pursuit of happiness is is being present and the, just being present on the pursuit. That's the happiness. Somebody, but somebody said that it's not even pursuit of happiness. Somebody was saying that it's the pursuit of utility, meaning when the being useful to the world, being of good, and sometimes that's full of suffering. And meaning, if the flood comes, I want to be the one that built the ark. Why not be that person? And there's so many different proverbial floods in the world. Mm -hmm. why not be of good service to the world? And guess what? To be of good service, you got to bust your ass and be suffering most of the time to be of any good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
for those moments that are fleeting, that you might be bestowed a little happiness where you can help somebody. Mm-hmm. But most of life is a suffer. Mm-hmm. And if you can't enjoy and be be of purpose within the suffering, to get to the point of purpose and 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 of utility, or no, every moment I need to be happy. Well, I'm happy, but then the moment comes and the flood was there. Well, I spent all my time being happy. I'm of no use to you when you need me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what good is that? I haven't progressed or moved the world forward at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think happiness is the goal. Mm-hmm. I think happiness is a gift that is bestowed every once in a while. But if I can enjoy the suffer, as long as it's within my purpose, as long as it's within what I'm trying to do. So the happiness is your energy drink that keeps you going. I don't even know if it's it. I think the happiness is stumbling across a dessert from time to time that you didn't expect. There you go. That's You didn't expect it. You don't need it. But you got it. And you sit and rejoice in it. And you know, I just love that conversation that the conversation went that way because I think too often people look at like I'm positive Polly and I seem to have my crap together all the time. And let me be the first to tell you I don't. And that I'm happy all the time. And let me be the first to tell you I'm not. But it happiness to me is a choice, but I think people look at other people and compare themselves. And measure themselves up to someone else's bar instead of their own. And so um, I love that you just said, it's not the pursuit of happiness. If it was, if it was, I'd have a meaningless life, right? I mean, my life would, would be meaningless because I don't, there's just not, I mean, there's, there's a lot of happy moments. A lot of them. And we capture the happy moments. Yes. We talk about the happy moments. Mm Mm-hmm. We don't always talk about the struggle that led up to that happy moment. Yeah. If it's, it's, it's in the, it's in the, I mean, just the, the moment of you're in the gym and it's not happy pushing that weight up. No, it just feels good. The next next few days when you need to pick up something and twist something open and you can easily, Mm -hmm. it's a more quality of life. Or when somebody needs your help and you can pick up that that thing yeah. and lift it up for them and hey, that's easy. As a man, if 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 there's somebody that's disruptive in the room and I look over and I walk, just my presence in the room sets a harmony harmonious moment for the other person who says they need to check themselves. That is my utility as a man there in that moment. That's harmony. And that was because of my hard work, or maybe it may not even be my physical presence, or maybe somebody is verbally out of line and my verbal prowess and my ability because I've thought about a subject matter can create some thinking that needed to be thought through and my courage to speak up got someone to say, you know what, hold on a second. Shit. I, I, I never thought about it that way. Let me rethink my life for a minute, mm-hmm. but I had to have the courage to say something about it. And because I did, and because I had thought about it, because I was struggling over it, because I, you know what, I had the courage to, th- to re-question all the things that I'd been thinking. And now I went up to somebody and I had the courage to go, you know what, I think you're wrong. Mm. And now all of a sudden, that might change the way that person approaches things. It might make a more harmonious moment for the way they engage going forward. Maybe I've had an effect on the world around me. And maybe having an effect around around them. And maybe the way they treat their children, their spouse, whoever. It's not about being happy. Because sometimes that conflict is what makes the world better. And conflict isn't happy. 
Mm. So tie this down and wrap it all up with your Amplify event in your book. Because <clears throat> I oh, am me. a fan of all of it. Do what? You're making me all emotional. Well, that's good. But that's that's uh that's why I love you so much because you're so real. So I wasn't ex- I mean, these are these are these are things that are sort of circling in my head for the last year. And um they're good though. I mean, I it's it's good because it's um I think they're conversations that need to have happen. They're mm-hmm. conversations that that men and women need to start having in terms of who we are, what we're supposed to do here. That mm-hmm. um, leaders need to start having. That mm-hmm. children need to start realizing what they're what they need to start having. That <clears throat> um, parents need to start having with their children. Because I think but that the the, the struggle, Renee, is in. And I was just with. Um, uh, I was at a real estate office this morning and uh, we were masterminding. I started reading this book, uh, Who's in Your Room? And I just read the first page and we were talking about, you know, who you allow in your room. If you're in a room and it's in, and this is the, the room that you're going to be in for the rest of your life. And there's one door. Mm. And it's an enter only, no exit. Mm. Whoever comes in your room, not only are you taking on the relationship with that one person, but all of their limiting beliefs, all of their stories, all of their relationships, obligations, and responsibilities are now in this room with you, and they can't leave. And these people are in your room for the rest of your life. Who do you let in the room? Holy shit. That's a hard one. That's a life changing thought process right there. Like that's the price of entry to every, our entire friendship right there, Michelle. Thank you. I am going to sit with that one for the next 20 years of my life and for the next week and contemplate that one. It does make you really, really think, who do you let in your room? And and I, I relate that to my personal life, but my personal life is my business life because I integrate. I mean, they're one and the same to me. And so who you let in your, your room for business and real life matters. Mm. It impacts you for the rest of your life mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but what I, what I love about your events and the power of influence, if I was stuck with all of these people in, in, in my room, I feel pretty certain if you're in that room with me, um, we've we've got the power to influence people, and we we'd accomplish some great things. I appreciate you. You'd be in my room too, yeah. Michelle. I appreciate yeah. that. I'd let you in my room. We do some cool stuff. Oh my gosh, yes, we would. No, we've got uh, we've, we've got a lot of really cool stuff. Events that are coming up. Um, we've added a bunch of new cities, and um, they're filling up fast. But it's it's good. We're we're I haven't told you we're launching the Amplify Academy. Oh. Yeah, hmm. I can show you. I can, if you got a few minutes afterwards, I'll show you. But it's a an online, um, interactive, um, self driven, amplify training video series where you know ask you questions, choose your own adventure. Are you ready to do this? Yes or no. If you choose yes, it goes that direction. If you choose no, go that direction. Um, very wow. innovative. Um, <laughs> it's. It's I next level. Would, uh, it, yeah, I would not expect anything less. 
we've been yeah we've been planning this uh maddie maddie took took this on she's been working on it for now i think almost eight months i showed up delivered um the the editing they did on it is incredible and the uh, it's just i'm i'm ecstatic i I showed it to dave this morning and he just literally fell over his chair and it's it's really cool so um so you've got the amplify events um what an incredible experience that's probably not the way you want to be thought of or remembered but it's a it's it's a two and a half day therapy session too. I mean, just going through that whole journey of who, who really am I? Like, really, who am I? And what, what value do I have to the world and how to amplify that? It's an incredible experience. So you have that going on. And I know that we are doing a one day team building workshop with you Mm -hmm. in August. I didn't even know you had that available. That's super cool, and I'm very excited about that. You want to Engage. talk about that just a few minutes? Yeah, Engage okay. is actually the course that Amplify was built upon. Ah. So, what we didn't, we don't market Engage because, uh, frankly, the mortgage industry isn't ready for it. In the sense that, um, and I don't mean this offensively, but it's it's such a as a aggregate, it's such a transaction focused industry. Mm-hmm. You know, we're wait, we got to slow down to do trust and team building. Yeah. You know, everything's about how am I going to get the next deal? How am I going to next recruit? Which is why Amplify works. It helps you get more deals and helps you, at least why why it gets people in. I, I'll get more deals and I'll get more recruits. But trust and team building isn't as sexy to them. It's, it's too long-term thinking. Mm-hmm. But we're entering a phase right now where some companies and some groups like yourself are thinking long-term, meaning talent acquisition and talent retention Retention. and how do I really start running a business differently? And this is one day, you know, 40, 30 to 45 people and people report back that this one day is even more powerful of an experience because it's done with such a big group and everybody moves in such a powerful way towards a common goal Mm -hmm. and with tools that last that solve some of the most common workplace challenges around communication. This isn't Amplify. This isn't a self-exploration. This is a group journey to learn how to navigate difficult conversations and how to navigate the stress of work as you know a group. What, what I think happens in an industry, in any, in all industries, we discriminate based on email signatures, titles mm. on email signatures. Yeah. We form an opinion and we discriminate. Oh, they're an underwriter. Oh, they're a closer. You know what I mean? Like those preconceived notions of what this person is based on a title. We do that in all industries. So I'm I'm really excited for this team building opportunity. So thank Me you. Me too. Me too, my friend. Me too. And then you have your book, which is incredible. Incredible. Have you read it? Um, I am a third of the way through. So I'm cool. getting there. Yeah. I'm taking it in bits and pieces because, um, you know, some books you read through and some books you study. Mm. And I think your book, because I've gone through and I really am a big fan of neuroscience and communication and how we deliver a message and how a message received and, and all of that fun stuff. 
I want to study your book. I want to take it in like a slow um, rain rather than, you know, a floodwaters, if that makes sense. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So I'm reading your book that way. And then other books, I just kind of read through them quickly. I, I appreciate that. We've got. But I'm using yours to learn more. I do my last uh, automobile reading on Monday, so we're on the last few chapters. I um, I can imagine how weird that is to read your own words. <laughs> oh, it's fun to read the words. It's just long. Five hours of reading is a long time. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good. It's enjoyable. It, it's re- rehashing the content is good. So when you do that, are you looking for perfection or do you just read it? You read for perfection. Uh, Well, you have to, you have to read it perfectly. Because otherwise you're a distraction. Yeah. I mean, you're literally, I mean, this is what it sounds like. I'll give you an example. I'll just open up to a page here. Ready? This is what it sounds like. Yeah. Application in business. The final stages of consumer product purchasing involve two categories. The first is a moment of purchase when the consumer thinks about the importance of the lowest cost and saving money. It's momentary. It passes quickly. So it's like that. That's what the whole five hours of that. Yeah. But it's fun. It's, it's, it's fun. and, And I try to add, I try to add some like, personality to it but they don't allow too much you know yeah. but it, i do add the tone and the personality to it but i can't change the words right and that 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 i would think would be tough because it's your content you're reading it's not like yeah. you're reading someone else's words it's your content but, so your but, brain has got to be firing but it's but but i wrote it the way i wanted it to so i don't really want to change too much of it yeah you know so it's exactly how i wanted to say it so i'm actually i'm actually good with it yeah that's cool yeah. Well, I just, typos, though. Mm. you did, you yeah, found some, I was, I was shocked. Don't tell anybody, but I wrote them all down. We're going to fix it for second edition. I don't think I don't, I'm not real sure that people see typos much anymore, but it is a distraction whenever you're reading and you are that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, I know it's a credibility thing too. I'm not discounting that. I'm just, it's just fascinating to me how many people, I know you've had it edited multiple times. How many people looked over those typos? Yeah. And it's done by the best editors in the world with this group. And yeah. so, but that's, I think that's part of the process. The first, you, you just, you're going to miss a couple of things. And some of the typos may have been my view, my misunderstanding of what I think a typo is, but okay. it's, you know, we'll see. I'll, I'll get it over to them and they'll decide. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time. I'm super excited to see you in a couple of months. Yes. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely. And I do have a Castle on the Coast event coming up next week. So Next week? Uh Uh-huh. Well, can you you text me or maybe I'll FaceTime in and and, uh, I'll say Oh, I'd love that. Uh, We'll be in San Diego. So um, I'll give you the date. What date? The, I leave on the... Uh, the 10th through the 13th. I'll be there from the 9th through the 14th. Oh, uh, I'm going to be there June 7th. Oh, bummer. We're just very yeah. nice to each other. Oh my goodness. Well, just text me and I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can FaceTime in. Okay, cool. I you're, will do you're that. You're awesome. Thank you. It's Michelle. a new set of people. Shelly Z is coming. Shelly Zavitz is coming. And then Good. um, it's, it's a whole new set of people. So awesome. Love Shelly. She's awesome.
Oh, isn't she? Yeah, she's got some cool stuff going too. Anyway. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Appreciate all you're doing. See you soon. Likewise. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me on the Can Be Podcast. Each episode will cover different aspects of real life and tools that will empower you not just in work, but in life. If you have a specific topic you'd like for me to share more about, just let me know. My information is below. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Castle Mortgage Coach and check out and subscribe to my YouTube channel under my name, Michelle Castle. Thanks again. And remember, you can be any and all things that you want to be.